You're listening to the Odds Checker podcast, previewing this week's Champions League action. Now, in order to check out all of the markets and special offers discussed during the pod, head to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the Odds Checker Champions League podcast. Uh, we hoped, it was going to be one of two ways this, it was either going to be um, a game week filled with thrillers or there were going to be a few dead rubbers and it looks like sadly it is the second of the two but we've compensated that with some two expert guests here today. We have Andrew Beasley, the, uh, the football writer uh, based tuned to Red on Twitter. Good to have you here Andrew. Yeah, thanks George, looking forward to it. And uh, Normally, the man behind the magic, uh, producer Ali, Ali Maxwell, is this time going to be in front of the microphone, the Makaleli role on Twitter, co-host of Not The Top 20 podcast and turning his hand to Champions League football. From, uh, from the Football League to the Champions League, it's a hell of a step up. <laughs> Not many people make that. Actually, having said that, a fair few uh, people actually do make that step, so fair enough. Um, we're going to go straight into it. Obviously, because of the state of the competition at the moment... Um, and because uh, there probably isn't quite as much interest in the actual game, so we're going to look further, further ahead um, to the rest of the competition as well. But there are t- two groups, I would say, Andrew, where the um, it's it's still a bit to play for. You're looking at Group F with Shakhtar or Napoli uh, vying to qualify, and Group G, where it's going to be between Porto and Leipzig. Um, how do we see that those two battles kind of running out? Well, I think Napoli will uh, go through because they'll win and they have a head-to-head advantage over Shakhtar from the two games they played each other. I think City don't really have anything to play for, but they'll still be too good for Shakhtar. And uh, although Shakhtar did beat Napoli in final 2-1, in both games they didn't do so well on the expected goals. They probably didn't deserve to win either of those games. So I think uh, Napoli will get through uh, in Group F. In Group G, um, Porto or Leipzig, I think both teams will win. Uh, so Porto will get through on, again, the head-to-head record between uh, the two teams. Uh, Porto actually have the best expected goals difference in that group and uh, the 11th best overall of all the teams in the group stages. Um, they've conceded eight goals from um, expected 5.2 expected goals, which is the sort of fifth-worst performance um, they only allowed Besiktas 0.9 expected goals, but conceded three, which was obviously pretty costly for them. So, yeah, I think both teams, both Porto and Leipzig will win, but Porto will get through on the head-to-head. To look at the first group there, Group F, you mentioned Napoli. Napoli are 2-1 to one best price to qualify from the group with some bets. I'm a sport Pisa. Part of that, Ali, is to do with, with Shakhtar City game. And it's assumed, obviously, that City will play a weakened team because of the fact they've already qualified. But, I mean... Uh, I'm looking at it, seeing City as basically being one of the best teams in the world, uh, one of the best teams we've seen in a long, long time. And you can get them. I know Shakhtar's a hard place to go, but you can get you know, around the 23 to 10 mark with, uh, with Betbright on them just to go to Shakhtar and win. Surely that represents some value. Absolutely. I mean, a weakened team for Manchester City is still an incredibly strong team uh, for, for any Champions League level. I don't imagine that'll mean you know, all their, their youth team players or, or under-20s. That's still going to be 
really, really good high-level players playing in the Pep Guardiola Manchester City system, which, let's be honest, I feel like a lot of the players in that are fairly interchangeable. We've seen a bit of rotation in the last few games, and, and while they have found it tough uh, in the league, or tougher, I should say, uh, considering they're winning every game still, I, I would still think to myself, you know, this is Pep Guardiola's Manchester City travelling to play against Shakhtar. There's, there's plenty of, of um, plenty of the players who'll be looking to impress Pep Guardiola if they do get a chance as well, so, so absolutely not. But I think psychology is really interesting in, in all of these groups, you know, talking about the, the, the groups that are tight uh, in Group G. The sort of interesting dynamic is that both teams who are vying for that second spot are at home, one to a team in Besiktas who are already guaranteed top spot, and one to Monaco can't come anywhere other than fourth. So it's interesting to know the psychology of the oppositions. Are Monaco playing for pride, or are they just? Is this a throwaway game where you know none of their big players will play? And and similarly for Besiktas, will they make eleven changes because you know they don't need any points for this, or will they you know will they be looking to keep a, a settled team so they can focus on the on the knockout stages? I think that's what what makes it really interesting. So I mean, just looking at those those games in um, in that group there. So Leipzig are three on to beat Besiktas at home. Besiktas ten to one with the likes of three six five Labrooks, and then Porto Monaco. It's a similar story. You have got three on Porto Monaco nineteen to nineteen to two with Sporting Bet to win that game. I mean, I understand that the onus is on Leipzig and Porto to win this, and I get that there's you know for Besiktas because they're already through, and and, and for Monaco because they're already out. But at the same time, is there a danger of, of the market shifting too much in favour of these teams who are expected to win? I mean, that double for Monaco and Besiktas just to win pays over 100 to 1. I, I feel like they're, they're both massive bets. I mean, these aren't... Well, Besiktas are clearly a very good team. They've already qualified top of the group. And Monaco, despite a poor showing so far, we know still have quality in that team. And, you know, they're, they're not exactly Carabag or, or, or one of those teams that comes and gets absolutely thumped each week. And let's be honest, you know, in these huge, tense games, these sixth group games, what are the odds that if it's if it's level with 10 minutes to go, you know, those home teams, Porto and Leipzig, they're going to be chucking men forward. These are very, very capable teams of hitting you on the counter-attack. I think I'll be taking those two uh, on as singles rather than a, a, as a double <laughs> because I, I think one of them could do it. I think both of them clearly, probability-wise, very unlikely. But really interesting bets either way. So those do look like the two um, the two groups where it's, 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 there's more to play for than others. Um, Andrew, you said that you reckon Porto and Napoli are the, are the value bets to go through. That is a 3.08 to 1 double with some bets. Looking at the other groups, um, you mentioned to me off-air that there's only kind of one group where everything's done and dusted. Um, Basel, Atletico, Spartak, the three teams who have kind of outside shots of making a late run for it. Do we see some interest developing for any of them? Um, Probably not. I think um, Basel might win, but Benfica have nothing to to play for, really. Um, But they've... um, They've done a lot worse on their expected goals than than any other team, um, only scoring one from 5.2 expected goals. So, obviously, you know, a one-off game doesn't mean it's going to regress to the mean and they'll score four, but clearly they've been doing perhaps better than the the results suggest. Um, I don't think Atleti will get through because Roma will surely beat Carabag in a a must-win game. Um, I do think Atleti... Possibly have a good chance of winning at um, Stamford Bridge, though they're priced at around 14 to 5, I believe. Um, they've got the best expected goals difference in that group. Um, they're another team that have underperformed in terms of converting their chances. And 
would anything be more sort of classic Diego Simeone than masterminding a win at Chelsea that probably counts for nothing, <laughs> just to sort of spoil their, uh, their party a little bit. Um, the other one is, is Spartak, but I mean, they're 12 to 1 to win at Anfield for sort of good reason. Liverpool really should have beaten them in Russia. I think Spartak, they only have one shot that they, you know, went through the keeper's hands. So I can't see any way that they're going to they're gonna win at Anfield. So um, of those three, I think probably Bars are the most likely to get through. But I think, there's, I think Atleti at 14-5 to five to win at Chelsea is, is worth a look. So Atleti 14-5 to five to win at Chelsea. And also quite an interesting market, possibly for those who think that Atleti um, could, could come away with something at Stamford Bridge. Is the 10-11 to 11 about Chelsea with Skybet? Um, to finish second in their group, which, you know, that means basically, I think if they draw the game, then that, that, that's a given. So that looks interesting as well. Um, Ali, do we agree with that? Do we think that these, are we, are we clutching at straws somewhat if we're looking to, uh, to find some more drama from those other teams? I think probably. Uh, the Champions League tends to chuck something up, something of interest. So uh, it's not completely out of the question, but I basically agree with everything that Andrew said there. I think that more or less we can feel fairly confident of the teams that we will see progressing. I think that's reflected in the odds. So I think we'll probably have to find our value elsewhere, perhaps. And then if we're not looking at those teams, um, the good news is for this Champions League stage, for those who, who like you know, who like to support the English teams when they're, uh, when they're in the Champions League, no matter who they support, is that everyone's doing pretty well. I think we're going to get five teams who qualify. Uh, majority of those teams will be finishing top of their group. Is, is this something of a, of a golden age, Andrew, of English football? Are we seeing the Premier League teams come to the fore in Europe or is it maybe just a case of getting through the groups and, and then there'll be a rude awakening coming up? No, I think they've, they have done well this season um, and I think a couple of them can probably go quite far in the competition. Manchester City is obviously not very original shout, but clearly they're, uh, they're likely to do well. Um, and I think United will as well because very capable of getting draws at least whoever they're playing when they're sort of playing away from away from home so I'm not sure if it's a golden age necessarily if anything the English teams have underperformed in recent years um, although we are seeing in the Premier League that they're, they're generally uh, beating all of the the lesser teams this season which hasn't happened quite so much in recent years so yeah I'm not sure about a golden age perhaps just after a bad couple of years it's sort of going back the other way I think it's absolutely brilliant Five of these 16 teams in the knockout stages are going, to be, are going to be English teams. That's over a third of teams left in the competition, which is brilliant. And they can't draw each other in the, ne- in the next round. Yeah, I mean, it raises a really interesting question for teams like Chelsea and Liverpool, who, for whom there is a risk of finishing second. That would be a bit of a disaster because not only are you playing uh, you know, the teams who are finishing top, but there will be three of them, Man U, Man City and, uh, and Spurs, who are going to be... Uh, who are going to be unable to be drawn against English teams. And so then you're praying for Besiktas, basically, because the other option most likely to be Barcelona or PSG. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's a bit of a scary one if anyone's going to be finishing second. But I think it is ultimately really exciting. And no doubt down the line, we're going to have some pretty intense all-English fixtures, probably in the quarterfinal. And it looks like Liverpool are pretty dead sure to, to finish top of their group. Andrew, someone who, uh, who knows Liverpool... And, and the numbers behind their performances fairly well, um, and I think has a vested interest in how they perform. Um, how do you see? What, I mean, what would you see success as being for Jurgen Klopp's team in this in this Champions League competition? Well, they haven't really done very much in the Champions League for a long time, and they haven't qualified all that often. So, 
they were probably lucky, they were lucky with the group draw, so I mean, getting out of the group is, is obviously the first thing. Beyond that, um, I think they will struggle to go too far because of their, just their defence away from home. I think you'd back them to beat most people at Anfield, but away from home, they could concede three at the drop of a hat against teams in the Premier League who aren't even all that good, never mind who they'll face um, in the knockout stages. So I could see them maybe getting past the last 16, but I think probably quarterfinals is perhaps their limit. Sounds like England in the World Cup. Um, and then <laughs> the one team who seemed to be a, the club that a lot of people uh, were talking about uh, glowingly earlier in the season, um, and I think maybe we've seen a bit of a watershed weekend for them as Manchester United. Um, a few people earlier on in the season thought they were going to be the real deal. It then looked like they probably weren't uh, even a deal. Mm. And now, again, are we looking at a team who, who feasibly could, could go pretty deep in the competition? Well... The weekend's fixture, I'm not going to put too much importance on that when talking about a, a, a deep Champions League run. I think the the circumstances of that game are pretty different to any Champions League knockout game. I think that Andrew would be able to tell us the numbers behind it, but it, it, a, an absolute statistical, uh, an extraordinary statistical game in, in the sense that Arsenal ended up creating around five goals worth of, of chances um, and, and Manchester United left, left with the three points having not created all that much. But then you, you get into discussions about the game state and obviously they were ahead early and sitting back. But with a Mourinho bank of four or five and then another bank of four or five, to have conceded that many chances, that, that worried me more than anything else. So I don't think that gave me huge optimism for them. Um, but... I do understand that with Jose Mourinho, you've got to accept that this is a man who, who's had amazing amounts of success, really, in specifically in the knockout stages of the Champions League. And, and if anyone can can put together a team to sort of uh, Mourinho their way to the final, then then um, you know he, he's very well placed to do it with the quality that he has at his disposal. So interesting looking. I mean, at onoddschecker.com, where you'll find all of your um, you know your. But your betting markets for the Champions League, uh, 1A Tate Bet have a, um, a stage of elimination market, which is quite interesting, I think. So you can see that um, Liverpool, 6-4, to four, um, to be eliminated in the quarterfinals, which seems a very fair price to me. When, as you say, you think that if they do top the group, they should get through the next round. And then after that's where it starts to get really, really tricky. Uh, Manchester United in that same market, same price, 6-4, to four, to get to the quarterfinal. And this seems to me likely to be the, the stage where English teams are going to start to to maybe struggle. So that seems interesting to me I've spoken about Andrew's vested interest for Liverpool mm. Ali I know, I know the NTT20 listeners won't want to hear this but you may have a slight vested interest in Chelsea FC um, I mean after the success of last season in the Premier League and after not featuring in the Champions League last mm. year uh, I mean how would you view success for, for Conte's team how would I view success? Well, I think a an appearance in the semi-finals would be a, a brilliant outcome for Chelsea this season. I, I'm I'm slightly on the fence about how confident I feel. Uh, I was out in Madrid for the Atletico game, and it was the best single Champions League performance I can think of, aside from the obvious backs to the wall wins in that 2012 campaign. But just the perfect game plan executed brilliantly uh, thanks mostly to Eden Hazard being sensational in that number 10 role um, and with a, a much more solid base behind him than we sometimes see in, in the Premier League uh, with a sort of 5-3-1-1 rather than the you know rather than two behind Morata it was it was just Hazard 
but he is good enough to do that on his own. However, some of the, some of the other performances, notably against, against Roma, um, did make me slightly worry. Chelsea have, have, have had an up-and-down season, some real highs away at Atletico, but also some, some slightly worrying performances as well, as well. And that's why I can't, I can't get fully excited at the moment. I think a lot's going to rest on the draw. And as I said, finishing top of the group is going to be absolutely vital um, for, for, that to, for, for, for a, for a quarter-final berth. And, and after that... I'm sure we'll draw Liverpool or, or Man United <laughs> or something like that, and then it'll be a, a, a pretty intense quarterfinal. Well, Andrew's already given his case for Atleti to get something from Stanford, uh, at Stanford Bridge. If you like the sound of that, uh, we were meant to have Sandro from Skybet on today, but sadly he was taken ill. Um, but we do still get the special offer, the enhanced special from Skybet. Odds checker listeners only. Um, is Antoine Griezmann to score and Atleti to win. Enhanced from 4-1, to one, now 6-1. to one. You'll find the link for that at www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast, where you will also find all of the guys' tips uh, for both this week and further on in the competition. So make sure you check that and make sure you snap up that offer of Griezmann to score and Atleti to win. Now sixes from fours, undoubtedly value at Skybet. Um just before we, we kind of move on from the English clubs, a word on City, just because they are the team who, who now basically look like the, the most likely English team to, to go on and win it. I mean, alongside PSG and Real Madrid probably, but we'll come to those teams later. Do you think the hype around City is, is justified? Is it fair? Certainly looks it so far. I mean, obviously they've got a long way to go, but it seems highly probable they'll have the league wrapped up or as near as, you know, way before the end of the season and can probably focus on the Champions League um, a little bit more when those games come around. So, yeah, I mean, you have to say the hype looks justified at the minute and um, they've got to be a good bet to go deep in the competition, certainly. I'm absolutely obsessed with this City team. I think, I think, they're, I think they're incredible. I, I'm, I've never seen a, an English team play anywhere near this type of way. Um, and to, to such a, an efficient, effective extent as well. I think any any exaggerated fears or any fears at all really about uh, about their defence, about John Stones in particular, have, have started to be addressed. I know that their defence this season in the in the Premier League has been really, really strong. Almost you know historically a very, very good Premier League defence. So so let's not worry too much about that. And going forward, I mean, no one's ever been able to put that amount of attacking players. Um, you know, three attacking midfielders, two wingers, two strikers. Um, probably exaggerating a bit there, but you know, some of the lineups we've seen from them this season. You know, perceived wisdom would have said in previous years you couldn't do that. You know, if you were on Football Manager or FIFA, you'd think to yourself, "That's a, that's a bit imbalanced." Actually, I'm not sure I can get away with that. And yet, Pep Guardiola can, and he has, and he is. So I am really into this Man City team. I'm really looking forward to see how they take on the the European elite in the latter stages. I agree. I mean, I'm on just uh, just to have time a bit. I'm on at a, at a bigger price than they are now. Currently, best price is um, is 19 to four with uh, with Unibet for City to win the Champions League. But I, I'm starting to worry that the that team who were blasting teams away early in the season is, is starting to shift. And a lot can be said for for winning the hard way and, and scoring late goals. But I think that it can paper over cracks that actually. Um, they're struggling to get ahead in games. And if you look at City's last four games, a late winner against Feyenoord in the 1-0 win at home, uh, the very, very late uh, Raheem Sterling winner at, at Huddersfield in a 2-1 win, a 90th-minute Sterling winner at home against Sampton in a 2-1 win, 
and then a David Silva 83rd minute win and a 200 win against West Ham. Do we see this, you know, kind of mental fortitude of being able to overcome difficult situations as being a strength? Or is there a concern that they have entered the last 10 minutes for the last four games on level terms? Has to be a little bit of a concern. I mean, uh, Southampton certainly, for instance, had quite a lot of good chances and, and possibly uh, should have been ahead in that game. Equally, it, it is a show of strength to, to keep doing that. And I guess with that many good players, you're always going to have a chance to be able to do that. I suppose as you go deeper into the Champions League, then there's going to be teams who are better equipped to withstand sort of late pressure uh, from that. But um, yeah, City just seem to have goals from everywhere and it's no surprise really that they can keep digging out these late results. Absolutely. I think that's exactly right. And, you know, we'll see as, as it goes on. If Raheem Sterling can keep going, let's hope he can do an England shirt come next June. Um, we've, we've mentioned there's no point sitting here and pretending that this is a fascinating group of fixtures that, that are going to, you know, there are some games in here that, you know, are, are dead rubbers, as they're called. Um, but, and as such, the markets have reacted in a certain way where if you didn't, you know, if you looked at this list of fixtures on the Odds Checker site and you saw the prices, you'd, you'd think to yourself, what's going on? Are, are, there, are there statistical trends from these games where, where you've got one team who, who don't, who aren't necessarily playing for anything or both teams aren't playing for anything that we can make the most of, whether it's goals or, or, or whatever in, 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 the, in the betting markets? I think the hard thing here is obviously a lot will depend on what teams, as in starting 11 teams put out, um, I mean, we've said that City should have too much for Shakhtar, for instance. They probably will, but equally, they've got Man United uh, on the weekend. Um, so I don't think, as, as Ali said, I don't think they'll play a complete team of kids, but clearly some of their guys are going to get rested. I mean, when you look at the last group set of group games from last season, there were some surprise results. Um, PSG drew 2-2 at home with Ludo Goretz. Um, a weakened Manchester City team drew one all with Celtic and uh, Porto beat Leicester 5-0 because Leicester had rested a lot of players. Um, although, obviously, they weren't doing so well in the league at that point either, so it was understandable. But I think the, the, the problem with this set of matches is you can think one thing and then you see the team lineups, and it'll soon change your opinion of, of what's going to happen. Um, so it, it is very hard to call as we sit here this morning on, uh, on what's going to happen in those games, certainly. One dead rubber that catches my eye, um, Tottenham will want to pick up the point that they need to top the group, but they are through and, and going through a really, really sticky patch domestically as well. Apoel, on the other hand, are out. So that is, you know, Spurs need a point, but that looks a dead rubber to me. But this Spurs team are toiling. Um, their Wembley form is obviously better in the Champions League than it is in, in the league, but it still isn't great. I'm eyeing up that 14 to one about Apoel, which is available with, with Ladbrokes and Betfair as a possible, uh, as a possible, because you know at the end of the day it doesn't matter too much to to Spurs if they do get defeated. Yeah, I think that on the flip side for me, this fixture for them actually represents a, a bit of relief uh, to get away from poor league form to to move back into a competition that they could not have wished to do better in so far this season. And, you know, we've seen Applewell make it very, very difficult for Dortmund. So there's certainly perhaps some value for me in a, in a double chance or in a draw-no bet with Applewell. I've, I've no doubt that, that Spurs are going to get something from this game, whether it's a win or a, or a point. And uh, it'll, it'll be interesting again to see if this is a chance to, to give Harry Kane that rest ever since that hamstring injury has not looked particularly comfortable, uh, although he, he does still often score, even, even when they're losing. Uh, I, I like Son 
for a goal in this game. He's uh, he's the type of player that against defensive teams who play. It in seems the low to be a block. trend of people coming on here tipping up Son for a goal. I think last time it happened, it was Greg Johnson, and then he didn't start. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> that's a, I'm sure he won't. They'll probably give him a rest. I, I just really like him. I think he's he's a he's a incredibly skillful player, and his ability to shoot with both feet is something that you don't see even at the top level that often um, he's absolute pinpoint accuracy from, from the edge of the box or inside um, because he can go both ways it makes it incredibly hard for defenders to, to block or, or to predict which way he's going to go um, and I think he's the type of guy that, that against a team defending deep and defending in numbers could be the one you know, to take, take a snapshot from the edge and, and get the goal so I'll be looking at Son in the goal scorer markets for, for Spurs Son first goal scorer is 9-2 to two with bet 3-6-5 and 11-10 to 10 anytime with the same firm uh, certainly looks like good value and you think that if the floodgates do open against Apoel as we saw against Real Madrid uh, in the last game week uh, where they do play a style of football which, which does lend to goals um, that could certainly be, be an interesting one um, looking at the over and under goals market there as well um, a bit of 6-5 to five, 13 to 13-10 you can get with Victor on over 3.5 goals which again seems like fairly decent value to me mm. um, I've asked you both to come up with, with your best bet of the uh, of, of possible this is both from from this week's fixtures uh, or or beyond and I think that um, Andrew you've got a fancy of who it wouldn't be a, it wouldn't be a new story who you think is gonna is gonna go forward and represents value to, to win the whole thing yeah um, not a very original shout but I think probably Real Madrid are worth a look at around 11 to 2 um, they've been the strongest team on the underlying stats the expected goals in the group stage Granted, they've played Apoel twice, um, so you would expect them to have done well. They've got those games under their belt. But they've had the strongest, um, and they're not currently looking too likely to win La Liga. I think they're eight points off the top as it stands. Mm. So I think they could certainly focus on the Champions League in the later stages if they can't sort of reel in Barcelona uh, before that uh, in Spain. So, yeah, it's not the most original or exciting uh, shout, but I think the... There's a lot of logic in, in betting on them to uh, win it again. And, and there has to be something to be said about the, the kind of mentality of those teams up there. You've got PSG, who obviously, you know, whilst they have the guy who broke their hearts on, on the side now, I mean, they still had to go through that horrible, horrible defeat against Barcelona last season, which must, you know, remain pretty fresh in their minds. Manchester City have, have a great squad, but very few players who've been there and done it in the Champions League before. Um, Barcelona now with the new guards uh, coming through. Obviously, the likes of Iniesta and Piquet have, have, you know, have done it. But at the same time, it's been a few years since they won the Champions League. Whereas this Real Madrid team, you know, they've done it twice in a row. I mean, they are they are well drilled in this competition. And in Zinedine Zidane, given he keeps his job, because that's by no means um, a certainty. Do I, I do agree? Think that six to one with Betfair, Paddy Power, um, and Bet Stars, one hundred eight Ben, Bet Victor. Uh, could well be an interesting bet, especially if you're getting you know a, a half for two places as well. So if they get to the final, you'd still be getting a winning bet there as well. I I agree. I think that does look like the value right now. Ali, where are we going for yours? I'm going to take on PSG in a way here. I my personal book for this doesn't have them as uh, as favourites, and I, I can't see why they would be strong favourites over. Manchester City, Real Madrid and Barcelona, three teams that I would all fancy over them. I understand the individual star quality, um, but I think we're still seeing with this PSG uh, 
weaknesses. Uh, and we saw that on the weekend when they lost to Strasbourg. Um, those games are, are often difficult, I suppose, to get motivated for, for their you know, highly paid stars. And perhaps that's an issue. But you know, I think there have been teething problems with getting Neymar and Cavani and uh, Mbappe uh, properly properly working in a balanced team. I'm not saying they've been anything other than sensational going forward, but I'm talking about the team as a whole. And uh, they've not shown me anything to suggest that they're going to be um, thrashing uh, any of the, 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 the major teams in this tournament. So I quite like the PSG to be eliminated at the semi-final stage bet. Uh, I've no doubt that they'll get through their second round game, uh, probably against a, a, a second place team that they will be able to get past uh, the quarterfinal that's that's actually the favorite in that market of when PSG will go out so I'm going to say that they'll get through an English team in the quarterfinal probably Liverpool um, and then in the semi-final I think that's where they'll come up against a Real Madrid a Juventus even um, a Barcelona and I think that's where we'll see them fall so so PSG out in the, the semi-final stage I like that thinking. It's basically just there are three teams better than them, so, that, so they're going to f- come out of the semi-finals. Yep. Perfect. And, and I like the fact that it's also it's a um, you know it's a, a a bigger price than them just winning the competition. Quite exactly. There um, you go. So, so I think you've done well there. Um, I'm going to weigh in with my nap. I'm afraid, listener, it's, it's something that I, you probably don't want. Um, but I think that Celtic to be Andalect at home is a bit. I think they're despite the fact they got absolutely tonked against PSG last time, I think that they've actually really impressed. Um, and I think that uh, this will be a game where, because the state of the competition and because of Brendan Rodgers, who I think has built a very, very good team there, I think that they won't approach this in any way as a dead rubber. Um, I think that they will be intent on ensuring that they are going to be playing on Thursday nights for the next however long. And they need to pick up a point here to make sure that they are going to get to the Europa League. And um, I think Anderlecht won't lose too much sleep in, in, in not qualifying for that. So I think Rogers have them well drilled. I think they're very, very good at home. Um, they beat Anderlecht away from home in the 11-12 to 12 with Unibet. I think if you're looking for a nice little single to have, if you want to watch a game live on BT Sport, then I think that's, that's the one to go for. So that's my nap. Um, please don't get too annoyed with me when they get absolutely smashed. Just towards the end, because I think this is always a really fun market to look at. We're seeing more and more in, in betting, um, more player-focused markets. I think we're going to see going into the World Cup next year lots of um, player performance markets where you're going to be able to bet on things like um, how many passes each player makes in a game, how many shots players have in a game. We're already seeing that coming forward now. But the classic um, and the one that's always been around is the old top goal scorer market. Um, Ronaldo is the favourite at even money with most firms, the likes of 365 and Skybet. Does that represent value, do we think? Is he a worthy favourite at that price? Yeah, I think he's probably a worthy favourite. I mean, for starters, he's two goals clear of everybody else um, as we go into this this set of matches. Um, I've already mentioned that Real had the best expected goals figures. That was in the fourth hardest group, um, if you base it on Euro Club Index rankings of the teams in each group. And if you exclude the weakest team in each group, in their case, Apoel, it was the hardest group based on the rankings of the top three teams. So he's gone through that and he's still two goals ahead of everyone else. So he's certainly a worthy favourite at this point, yeah. Especially if you think that Real Real are about to win it, then you must think they're going to go deep and in which case he's, he seems huge. Is there anyone that you're looking... I mean, they're, they're, you can still bet each way. Uh, three, six, five, two places, Sky Bet, Sun Bets, Boyle Sports, uh, VC, all three places. Is there anyone that you're, you've, you've seen who looks, looks like value there? Yeah, I can't honestly believe that Raheem Sterling is currently 66-1. to one. Um, he's got four goals so far and only six players have scored more as it stands. 
Um, City are likely to go pretty far in the competition, as we've discussed, and uh, and he's having a good season personally so far. So, um, I you know I wouldn't expect him to to be the top scorer, but all things considered, sixty six to one for a, for an each way bet has got to be worth considering. I, I mean, this is exciting. I, I feel like we're going to get on a bandwagon here because I agree with you. But looking at the odds checker grids, I mean, you can do better than sixty sixes. Okay. So Skybet, who pay three places, are 100 to 1 on Sterling. Betway, who pay two places, are 250 to 1 on Sterling. So, listener, here we go. This is where we all get together. Let's all have a bit of Raheem Sterling at a triple-figure price each way to finish. I mean, we know he's scoring goals. He's Manchester City's top goal scorer in all competitions this season. Um, he's obviously absolutely loving, thriving on the right-hand side with Leroy Sané hugging the left. Those late runs to the back post, he's absolutely adoring it. 250 to 1 with Betway, 100 to 1 with Skybet. Um, Andrew, you've shown there as well why all listeners should use the Oddschecker site to make sure they're getting the best price for their bet as well. Um, so Sterling, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and get on before the listeners will collapse that price <laughs> as soon as you release it. I'll definitely be joining you on that, but I'm also going to d- just raise one other option for us. Uh, Harry Kane is currently, I think, best priced around 8-1 to one to be top scorer in the competition. Now, uh, he's playing Apoel at home this week. Uh, Cristiano is obviously away at Dortmund, who I suppose do represent a definite goal-scoring opportunity. But let's just, if you go with me here, let's just say that Spurs tonk Apoel 5-0, get a bit of confidence back, and it's, and it's the right boot or the head or even the left boot of Harry Kane that puts in two uh, then he'll be level with Cristiano, three, and he'll be on nine and one ahead, depending, obviously, on what Ronaldo does. And I just think that at eight to one, with this fixture ahead, it's not out of the question that he might score two or three. Um, that could be interesting value, given that Spurs will be topping the group, we assume, and Real Madrid might have a, a, a really tricky second-round fixture. So Harry Kane at eight, so I'm going to put a bit on and, and sort of follow that one in. I mean, that's good. That, it would be a surprise. It's one of those bets where it would be a surprise if it's uh, still eights. Um, after this week's games, it'll probably either be 20s or, or 3s, depending on how they go on against Applewell. I also want to take on Ronaldo. I think that, as Andrew says, the fact is, if they do get far in the competition, he's a worthy favourite. But at even money, I do think there is juice. Uh, whilst firms are still offering each way terms, I'm not sure how long they will continue to do so. And I'm looking at Wissam Ben Yedder at Sevilla. Um, he's on 6 already. And similar to Ali, you're thinking, he is... Uh, they're coming up against Maribor away um, th- this week, which could easily be a cricket score, uh, to be honest. More like an English cricket score as it's going at the moment. <laughs> um, but it could be a cricket score. Uh, he's on six now. It's unlikely they're going to go particularly deep in the competition. Um, but if he gets a couple under his belt here, it could be a case of the clubhouse lead. He could get in when they're out at a, at, with, a few, uh, with a few goals under his belt. Um, and I think it's easy to forget that generally... Uh, last season was a bit of a bit of an anomaly, but generally the goals will start to dry up in the knockout stages. You have less of these games where you're, where people are winning five or six nil. You've got less braces, you've got basically fewer goals. And if someone can, if he can get up to eight or nine, I think at twenty five to one each way, that represents massive massive value. He could, he could get to eight this week um, and and tie with, with Ronaldo. So I think that Ben Yedda, certainly the man who scores Sevilla's goals, and you know the way that Sevilla play, they're going to consistently try and score goals. They're never going to sit back and defend. So for me, that is my uh, that's my tip for the top goal scorer market. And that comes to a close um, for the group stages. I hope that we have provided you, listener, with a better, um, you know, some better content than the the football will likely provide over through the week. Um, Thank you very much to my two fantastic guests. Firstly, to producer Ali, 
who you can follow at the Makaleli role on Twitter. My absolute pleasure, George. Thanks for having me. And thanks very much, Andrew Beasley as well, who you can follow at Base Tuned to Red. Yeah, cheers, George. Really enjoyed it. So make sure you go to www.oddschecker.com forward slash podcast uh, and make sure that you take that six to one enhanced special Griezmann to score, Atleti to beat Chelsea, enhanced from from four to one to six to one with Skybet. You'll find the link and all of our tips on that site. And we look forward to welcoming you back for the knockout stages very soon.